Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. of power fam. I hope that you are having the most wonderful day. And if you're not, I hope that you still have the opportunity to turn it around. (laughs) My cat also wants you to have a great day if you can hear him. Today, we're going to talk about how to be more optimistic. Now, this is a topic that I want to be careful on because the goal isn't that we don't acknowledge struggles or that we're not realistic about challenges that we face or when life just sucks. Like we're not going to ignore those things. We're not going to venture into toxic positivity and we're going to talk about the difference between those things. But before I get into that, if these episodes resonate with you, I want to let you know that I'm building a course called Becoming Light, which is a 12-week course to help you stop people-pleasing so that you can get your life back, you can take your power back, you can build a life that you enjoy which is the entire point of being here, right? We're not going through this whole life just to hate it. That sucks. That sucks. And there is so much more to life than just hating your life. Let me adjust the light over here in just a second. Um, I want you to enjoy your life. That's literally the entire point. So we're going to work on that. It launches in September of this year. This is 2022. So if you're listening to this after 2022, then you will have access to it. You'll have access to it forever. When I update the course, you'll have access to those modules. It is a guided course. So you go through it at your own pace. You can always go back to them as long as the course exists. And we're going to talk about things like dirty versus fluffy self-care and how you need to actually practice dirty self-care and how to set boundaries, and what the heck are boundaries, and green flags versus red flags for relationships, and knowing what your values are. And we're going to have some very cool experts in there who are just going to give perspective that I'm not an expert in, and so you get the vault as well, and it is going to be so fun. So that is launching in September. You can sign up for the waitlist. The waitlist gets an extra bonus from me. Um, Probably it's going to be a coaching call where we just dig into your life and get to personalize these things for you, which if you don't get to work with me personally, obviously you don't get to do. So you can sign up for the waitlist at livemyhappyhealth.com slash waitlist, and that is going to get you on it. Um, If you want to get started today doing some stuff, then I'm going to give you my free coaching journal. It's the one that I do every morning. So it's a journal prompt and you can get that at livemyhappyhealth.com slash self-coaching. Totally free. Do it. Share it with your friends. Up-level your life. It's a good time. Um, So let's dig into the episode. So how to be more optimistic. I am sure that you have someone in your life who you can think of who is just like always fucking negative. Like, 
negative Nancy. Sorry, Nancy. <laughs> You're probably very nice, just like Karen's. How Karen's hate being named Karen right now, probably. Um, there are people who are just ugh, like energy sucks, right? Like everything is wrong. Nothing ever goes right. They are just... Shit is just wrong in their life, right? Even if things are going right, they discount it. They're, oh, yeah, it's good now, but it'll it'll fall through in a minute. Like, just wait. This light is driving me nuts, y'all. So just wait. Like, you know, something will go wrong eventually. And that energy is so absolutely exhausting. Not only is it exhausting, it actually calls negativity into your life. Because if all you focus on is the negative, guess what you're going to start manifesting, friend? You're going to start manifesting negativity. And you're going to start manifesting things that can go wrong. Because our brain loves to prove us right. If you think that you will never have a happy relationship you're going to make damn sure that you ruin every relationship that you're in. If you believe that you're never going to be happy and happiness is for other people and it's fake and it's just not for you, well, guess what you're going to be doing, friend? You're going to be ruining every chance you have at happiness because your brain doesn't want to be wrong. It's more work to prove yourself wrong, to prove your brain wrong than it is to... Well, I said that backwards. It's more work to prove your brain wrong than it is to prove it right, right? So you are going to make sure that your beliefs get proven right. So that friend that you have, or if this is you, where you're always negative, where there's always a problem, where nothing is going right, you're going to call more of that into you. Now, I'm sure you also have a friend or someone that you know or someone that you maybe follow on Instagram or Facebook or something, someone in your periphery, per peripheral network that always seems to have stuff going on for them. They seem to be lucky. They seem to be happy. They're always in a good mood. Um, I tend to be that person in my networks. I typically am in a pretty good mood. Like I'm most of the time quite happy. A lot of people tell me that I'm lucky, which I am. That is definitely part of it. And we're not going to ignore privilege and we're not going to ignore like systemic barriers. Obviously, if you have more privilege, things happen for you a little bit easier. Um, if you have less systemic barriers, obviously things happen for you a little bit easier. So we're not going to completely deny and say like, you make your own luck and it's all up to you. Like it's, that's not necessarily true, right? You always have a choice and something no one can control, no one can take away from you is your attitude which is why we are talking about how to be more optimistic because when we are optimistic, when we look on the bright side, when we stop focusing on the negative, we're going to pull more positive things. Like if you are suddenly like the yellow car phenomenon, right? If you decide that you want to buy a yellow Jeep, you are going to start suddenly seeing yellow Jeeps everywhere because of perception bias. We look for what we're looking for. <laughs> so if you're looking for positive opportunities, if you're looking for a silver lining, if you're looking for the good things, you're going to find them because your brain is automatically scanning for those things more than it's scanning for negative things. So 
you're like, okay, Amanda, cool. But like, there actually are things wrong. So I, I don't want to just ignore those things and lie. Like you right, friend. We are not asking you to lie. And there's a whole episode that I did on toxic positivity and why it's a dumpster fire. So go back and listen to that one, but we'll get into it for a hot second. Toxic positivity is different than optimism. Optimism is looking for a silver lining, is deciding that every hardship has a lesson, is making your own meaning out of a shitstorm. It is not ignoring the shitstorm and pretending it doesn't exist. It is not invalidating things that are hard. If someone passes away, we're not saying, well, this doesn't bother me at all. It's totally fine. If that is a lie, toxic positivity lies. It says, well, they're in a much better place now. And you're like, bitch, they're supposed to be here with me. Like, that's not a better place. Don't say that. So toxic positivity completely ignores things that are wrong or that are going wrong. That is not what we're doing. What optimism does is it says good things do happen. Good things do happen to me. Good things can happen. Good things can come out of a hurricane, out of a shitstorm, out of whatever it is that you're going through. Even if the only good thing about it is that eventually it will end, right? It is so easy for us to get trapped in a cycle of negativity and wallowing and suffering. Pain is inevitable, right? You are alive. So you experience pain. Suffering is optional. You do not have to wallow. You do not have to stay there. You do not have to amplify the negative just because you're in a bad mood. So if you want to see the good in people, the good in situations, the good in challenges, we got to start looking for it. So one of the things that optimism does, like there's a really a lot of things that optimism does. So we'll, we'll just kind of go through a list. One, it literally makes you happier, right? Again, think of your friend who's always negative, who has a problem for every solution. That person is not happy. I can guarantee it. I would bet one of my turkeys that that person is fucking miserable all the time because they're focusing on the wrong thing. So optimism quite literally makes you happier. Now I have a lot of people who are like, but Amanda, I don't want to get my hopes up. And I'm just like, listen to me, you beautiful goldfish of a human being. Like your hopes are already up friend. If you are excited about something, if you are looking forward to something like your hopes are already up. Like I hand to bring it to you, but you're excited about something. Welcome to being human. We get disappointed. Things don't work out. It's okay. It may suck. I'm not going to tell you it doesn't suck, right? I had a big thing happen to me that sucks, but it's okay. Like it is what it is. I'm not going to die about it. It is fine. Do I like that it happened? Fuck no. Is there some blessing in there? Yeah, probably. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> so I'm currently practicing what I'm preaching to you looking for the silver lining in this thing that happened. We were going somewhere with that shit. Ah, so it makes you more positive. It makes you more happy, right? Because you're literally looking for pockets of happiness all the time. And it is not the same as getting your hopes up. We want to be realistic about our hopes and it's okay that you get excited. You can't protect yourself from future pain by refusing to get excited now because you can't control how you feel. So it's not like you can just turn a dial and be like excitement zero. That's not a thing that we can do. So 
Optimism allows you to be excited. And then if it doesn't work out, it allows you to be sad. And both are good. We don't want to avoid our negative, in quotes, I'll put that in quotes, our unpleasant emotions. We want to allow everything to come. So optimism allows you to also get your hopes up. It makes you much, much better at problem solving because if you're always looking for a silver lining, you're also always taking on a new perspective that every challenge has a lesson, that everything can be learned from hardships, that there has to be something in here, right? If you stop looking, you kind of lose the skill of looking if you, right? Because looking is a skill, being positive is a skill. So it makes you better at problem solving because you say, okay, how can this work? How can we turn this into a positive? How can we spin this? You're basically like your own PR person where you're like, oh, Kim K's sex tape, right? Kim Kardashian's sex tape. Her mom was like, sweetie. She was very optimistic about Kim Kardashian's ability to be a household name. And damn if Momager Chris was not correct. Now, if she was pessimistic, it would have ruined her life and it would have been the worst thing ever. Oh my God. But like the Kardashians literally built a business off of being optimistic that they could turn kind of a bad situation, having a sex tape leaked into a friggin' billion dollar empire. Like maybe I need to interview Kris Jenner about optimism. That would be very cool. If you know her, send her my way. Um, so it makes you better at problem solving. It reduces the amount of negative in your life, kind of like a gratitude practice, right? So if you exist in gratitude, then you're focusing on the good things. So optimism, it's a beautiful thing. It will make people like you more because how much do you like somebody who's always in a bad mood or who's always complaining? Like, oh my God, literally shut up, stop. And I'm gonna give you my rule for that when we get to number five. So we have got seven strategies to be more optimistic. So numero uno, number one, practice being aware of your thoughts, right? If you don't know what you're thinking, you don't know what you're thinking. So I will remind you that you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker behind your thoughts. Ooh, Amanda, so meta. Oh my God, what? I'll repeat it. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker the observer behind your thoughts. And you are not responsible for your first thought after something happens. That's typically a conditioned response. You are responsible for how you respond to your thoughts and your emotions. You cannot help your thoughts or your emotions. The first ones, right? You can respond to them in a way that works out better for your life. So it's not to say that when something bad happens, you're happy about it. That would be toxic positivity and that would be stupid. You are allowed to be sad and hurt and frustrated and devastated and any one of those emotions. What we do after that is what matters. So it's like, it doesn't matter that you fall down. It matters that you get back up, right? So be aware of your thoughts. When you go through life, what do you think about the things that you do? Do you wake up and you're immediately, oh God, I'm so tired. I'm so pissed that I have to go to work. I hate my job. I hate my boss. Like, okay, friend, you're fucking miserable. Like, what are you doing? Why are we doing this? Be aware of what you're thinking. Once you're aware of what you're thinking, you can start challenging negative thoughts. Nothing ever works out for me. Um, 
God, I'm always late. I hate all my clothes. Um, no relationships work out. Nobody likes me. Like, that's pretty pessimistic, friend. So I need you to calm down with that bullshit and uh, be aware of your thoughts. So we can challenge negative thoughts. That looks like saying, well, some people do like me. There are aspects of my job that I like. The commute isn't that bad. Whatever the negative thing is that you're thinking, we can just challenge it and say, well, it's really not that bad. Even replacing it with neutral thoughts is more helpful. Instead of saying, going from I hate my job to I love my job, that's kind of a big step, right? So we probably want to ladder that up. We can have a neutral statement. I have a job that pays my bills. Or I have a job that pays most of my bills. Or I like my coworkers sometimes, right? We can start with neutral statements. That's totally fine. We want to ladder up to positive, optimistic statements. Again, we don't want to lie to ourselves, but there are many good things in any situation that is terrible, or there's at least one. So that's number one. Practice being aware of your thoughts. Challenge those pessimistic, negative thoughts and replace them with either neutral or more positive thoughts. That alone, changing your internal soundtrack is going to totally change your outlook on life. But we keep going. Why? Because I love you and I want you to be happy. And it's kind of like a buffet, right? This is a buffet. So you're like, take what you need, leave what you don't. You don't like grab everything on the buffet. You're not like, oh, I mean, unless you really love everything on the buffet, in which case live your dreamies, all these things. But take what you want, leave what you don't. Number two, we're going to actively practice gratitude. What are you grateful for? And if you tell me nothing, I will throw you off a bridge. Like, not a bridge that's going to kill you. Maybe like, like a 10-foot bridge where there's no alligators. Um, but I will definitely throw you off a bridge. Why? Because there is something in your life to be grateful for. Even if it's just the fact that you are alive. And maybe some of you are like, but I'm not grateful that I'm alive. Well, I would say that you're still here. So some part of you wants to be alive. And we can celebrate that. The more little things you find to be grateful for, the more little things you find to be grateful for, right? So a lot of people, when I do a gratitude practice with them, will be like, oh, my family or my friends. And I'm like, yes, yes, great. Yeah, okay, you love the people in your life. That's wonderful. It's a good place to start. But what about the way the light hits through the window in the morning? What about the fact that cats exist and they domesticated humans? Like, that is, a, that's bananas to me. What about the fact that I can buy any candle in like any scent that I want? That is amazing. Or the fact that like birds exist. I don't know about you guys, but like I love birds. I love birds. I like to watch them. They are the funniest little things to me. Spring exists. Fall exists. Um, donuts exist. I don't really love donuts, but like a lot of people really love donuts. So can you be grateful for the little things? Because that is going to train your brain to look for more little things that you are grateful for. So we practice gratitude. We encourage ourselves. We validate ourselves when we're doing good things, right? Shame-based motivation does not work. It is bullshit. You would not stay on a sports team where the coach just tore you down every single day. That's not a thing. You would stay on a sports team where the coach built you up. So be your own coach and build yourself up. That's number two. Number three, we're going to reduce consumption of negative media. I actually tell every single one of my clients to stop watching the news. Oh my God, scandalous. How will I know what's going on in the world, Amanda? Listen, if it's big enough that it's going to come across 
it's big enough that it's going to come across. But you do not need to be privy, prevy, aware, whatever. You do not need to be aware of every single bad thing that happens on the planet, which is what the news is going to do. There's a murder in Minneapolis. There's a murder. There's a murder literally everywhere. Um, this person is beheaded. Look at all these graphic images of people dead and dying and blown apart. Like, oh my God, the world is ending. Like the news exists to keep you glued to the news. It's the same reason Instagram exists. It's the same reason social media exists. The entire point of those platforms is that you spend all of your time obsessively watching them. TikTok, same thing, right? Get off of them. Get off of social media. Stop if you're spending hours a day on it. Stop watching the news. Stop getting my mom. Oh my God, y'all. My mother, I love her so much. God bless her heart, has these alerts from multiple news platforms that come to her phone. None of them are good. A murder here, a beheading here, a whatever here from all over the world. Like we are not meant to take on that much information, hands down. We're also not meant to take on that much negative information. Like it is insane. Stop watching the news and watch your anxiety immediately go down and probably your depression go down. So unfollow people who make you feel like shit. Follow people who inspire you. You own your social media platforms. Get rid of people who make you feel like a dumpster fire. Follow people you love. Mute people who you're like, I hate this motherfucker, but I follow them because I don't want to unfollow them and cause the drama. Mute them. It's a beautiful thing that you can do. Also, stop watching the news. You're welcome. Number four, focus on a solution instead of the problem. Now, this one is not going to work every time. Sometimes there is nothing that you can do except practice acceptance and move on. Sometimes that is the entire point of a lesson is that there is nothing you can do. You've exhausted all your options and you need to accept it and move on. But most of the time, solutions can be found for most problems. Sometimes you can't, right? So that one's not going to work every time, but the better you get at focusing on solutions, the better you get at focusing on solutions and the better you get at problem solving. So that is a beautiful one. Here is number five. It's one of my favorites. Stop complaining. Like literally shut up when you want to complain. And you might be like, Amanda, but life is hard and complaining helps. It's venting. Not a venti from Starbucks. It's venting. I feel so much better after I vent. Listen to me. If you are talking about the same situation more than once, you're not venting. You're complaining and you're pissing yourself off every single time you talk about it. That is not venting. Venting is a release of pressure one time because once the pressure is released, it doesn't come back. Complaining is complaining. You talk about the same issue with multiple people. You're mad every single time. You wallow every single time and the issue gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Stop complaining and watch your life change. Now, I never really have been around complainers because my family doesn't complain. I quite literally have never seen my dad complain in my life. He doesn't do it. He just puts his heads down and he works. So it was very 
weird to, because I really didn't meet complainers until I was adult. Jesus, until I was an adult. So it was really, really bizarre to be around people whose primary form of communication is complaining. And once you hear, like, once you turn off this episode, you're going to start noticing that most people connect through complaining or gossip. And it is so toxic. It is so toxic because what do you do with someone who complains all the time? You find something to complain about and suddenly all this work you've done to practice gratitude, to be optimistic, to look on the bright side goes down the toilet because you have to connect with this person who complains all the time. No, 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 thank you. There is, it's always like a complaining freaking Olympics, right? One person has things wrong and the other person has things wrong. The other person, like if you've ever been around someone who really fucking hates their partner and all they do is complain about them, you will find yourself complaining about your partner. Or you'll be uncomfortable and be like, oh, I actually like my partner. This is fucking awkward. So stop complaining. It doesn't help you. It doesn't change the situation. All it does is reinforce that you're not happy, which why would we want to reinforce that when we can just solve the problem or accept it and move on? Those are your options. Solve the problem or accept it and move on. Now, when I tell clients this, they kind of hate it. (laughs) So like, for example, I have a lot of clients who stay in relationships that they know are shitty. And I say, well, you choose to stay in this relationship. They're not going to change. They don't have to. You choose. So either accept that this is the person that you're choosing and they meet none of your needs and they suck or change the situation. But if you choose to stay, be quiet. Because you always have a choice. You always, always, always have a choice. You may not have a choice today. That doesn't mean we can't work towards the change that we are wanting. Which is why these other skills go together. Being aware of your thoughts, practicing gratitude, getting rid of negative media, um, focusing on solutions instead of a problem. That's going to help you get out of situations that you hate. And complaining about them does not help you. It is extremely energetically draining. So if you do none of these, I would encourage you to do the first one. Be aware of your thoughts. And this one, stop fucking complaining. Stop it. Which brings us to the next one. Now, this is a mindset thing as well. Understand that challenges are just problems to solve. It is helping you sharpen your problem-solving skills. And sometimes it's helping you sharpen your acceptance Sometimes there really is nothing you can do, but you always have an opportunity to leave. You may not like that option, but you can always leave. You can always choose how you respond to challenges. And really sometimes the lesson that you're learning is fucking acceptance and patience. So you can be happy about the opportunity to practice those skills. Or you can be really mad about the opportunity to practice those skills, but either way, you're practicing the skills, so you may as well be happy about it. The last one is hard. And sometimes I vibe with it and sometimes I don't, but I wanted to throw it out just in case it helped you, is adopting the mindset that everything happens for you and not to you. Now, let me be very careful when I say that because that is not me saying that you deserve your trauma, that you deserve abuse, that you deserve sexual assault, that you deserve hardship. You don't deserve any of those things. No one does. What that phrase says, that everything happens for you and not to you, is that you have the opportunity 
to look at everything that happens in your life, good and bad, as an opportunity in service of your growth. When things are good, we practice gratitude, we practice humility, we practice discipline, we practice whatever. When things are bad or they're very bad, we practice resilience or we practice getting support or we practice whatever it is that we need at that time. That may serve you sometimes. It may not serve you other times. That's why you can take or leave anything that we say. So everything happens for you and not to you. Humans are meaning makers. We make meaning out of the things that we experience. It is what we do. I don't know if other animals do it because I can't read their mind and I can't talk to them. But it is, a, it is definitely a thing that humans do. So make meaning out of your experiences. How did they happen for you instead of to you? That is a very, it's a shift out of victim mindset. Um, so there you go. There are the seven. I'll go over them one more time so that they are fresh in your noggin. Practice awareness of your thoughts. Practice gratitude. Get out of a negative news cycle. Stop watching the news so that you're freaking traumatized and scared all the time. That is not good for you. Focus on making solutions instead of focusing on the problem. Start problem solving. You will be amazed how most things are problem solvable. Avoid complaining. Understand that challenges are an opportunity to problem solve. And adopt the mindset that things happen for you and not to you. I hope that those work for you. Let me know how it goes. Like, I really believe, and I have seen taking many, many, many people through this journey, that once you start being more optimistic, more good things start happening for you because you are looking for more opportunities. You're in an, a better energetic space where you're open and not so closed off. Now, I wanna remind you as well that you can get my the waitlist for the course, uh, livemyhappyhealth.com slash waitlist, or or and, you can do both if you want. This is a free country. Maybe where you live is not a free country. You have the opportunity to do both. <laughs> you can also get my uh, daily journal prompt for growth. It's going to start rewiring your brain to be more positive, to be better at problem solving, all the things we talk about. And you can get that at livemyhappyhealth.com slash self-coaching. So happy growth. Have a wonderful day or night or whatever time it is there. And if you need anything, you know you can get at me on Instagram at Amanda underscore chills with one L. Okay, my friend, have the most beautiful day.